it's extremely important to have support but at the same time it's all up to yourself you got to love yourself you got to work hard yourself because that's how you take care of that whole team T.S., welcome to the Fit Team Show. Thank you very much. Look forward to speaking with you and getting to know a little bit more of your story today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, to start us off, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about yourself. My name is Matthias Gromberg. I'm 50 uh, soon, in March. Uh, started playing golf uh, when I was 10, so uh, and I turned professional when I was 20. So I've been a pro golfer on the European Tour and the PGA Tour uh, for about 30 years, together with some struggling years on the mini tours as well so when did you first uh play golf uh i was 10 years old i found my mother's golf clubs in the basement and uh she had given up playing golf uh, because i was so hard to raise when i was young so she had given it up for eight years but i started when i was 10 found the golf clubs the next day i went to the driving range and i was asked to become a member the first day i uh hit golf balls Wow. So you must have been uh, impressive. I had a knack for it. I, I, I did pretty good. Three months later, uh, to fast forward, three months later, I was in the final in Sweden for 10 years and younger. Wow. And uh, I was nicknamed Bjorn Borg of golf, the new star. And he's obviously one of the best tennis players of all time. So three months later? Three months later. Say that again just for in case anyone missed it. <laughs> Three months later, yeah. I was top 10 out of 10-year-olds and younger. Uh, three months later, yeah. So what, what was next for you? What happened after that? After that, uh, I kept on playing soccer a lot when I was young. Uh, until 15 and a half years old, soccer was my big thing. Golf was secondary. And, uh, but then when I was 15 and a half, I actually joined a, a, a combined golf school, uh, economics and golf. And then I gave up soccer. And uh, within one or two years of attending this school, the economics for three years, uh, the dream materialized to become a golf professional. So tell us a little bit more about that. When did that, we really first start thinking about that? Well, I first had to, uh, <laughs> handle the negative thought of uh, not becoming what I really dreamed of becoming. I wanted to become a fighter pilot, but my eyes were too bad. Mm -hmm. So that's where it shifted over to golf. And, uh, but I, I was just die hard. I did maybe 50 hours to 65 hours of practice, golf and fitness and mental coaching uh, while attending school. Talk about the mental coaching. Mental coaching? Uh, I've had uh, six of the six really strange mental coaches. I've had Bob Rotella, the number one sports psychologist in the world, for a number of years. But I've also gone to kind of the quacks, the self hypnosis guys. And uh, I've kind of melted together a really good mental coaching for myself, my way. So after, you know, you decided that it's a dream to be a professional golfer, you're not going to be able to be a pilot. Um, so, you know, so, what, so what happened next? Like, how do you get started or what's the next step or what took place? 
yeah, next step was I, I practiced really hard. I uh, ended school and then I went into the military in Sweden. It was mandatory. Uh, I did. I was smart. I took the lowest <laughs> position in the military. It was seven and a half months. But as I was in a golf platoon, actually a sports platoon, there were 16 soccer players, eight uh, guys and girls from or guys from athletics and eight golfers. We played soldiers for seven and a half months. I shot a lot of targets. Uh, I, I don't think I'm a good soldier, but uh, I'm there anyway. But uh, and then after that, uh, I had one year as an amateur golfer. And then I played the biggest tournament as an amateur, the World Amateur Team Championship. And I won it both in team and individual. So what was it like going into that, 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 that big tournament and... Uh... Obviously, winning is, is, is amazing, and that's probably just such your path. But yeah. what was it like to go into that? And did you think you were going to win? Did you think you were going to do well? Were you on top of your game at that point, or were you still – was that – how was it for you then? Not to say too cocky, but I knew that I was going to win. You knew you were going to win? Yeah. Okay. And uh, it came together just as I envisioned it. I beat – uh, Phil Mickelson with 14 shots, so he's one of the superstars in the sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't done as well as him in in my long 30-year career, but uh, I beat everybody that week, and it was a dream come through. And then the next week, I'm on a plane to Ivory Coast and Nigeria in Africa to play my first two professional golf events. So tell us about that. Tell us about your first uh, your first professional golf event. What what that felt like and yeah, I, it was in Nigeria and it's oil sand greens brownies. So it's it's not really golf. Uh, I had to acclimatize to that, change my strategy a little bit. The the holes are probably double the size of a traditional golf hole in in golf, and uh, but it was awesome. I had a great. Uh, caddy that became my friend uh, and, uh, from Nigeria and uh, no, it was great. So talk about some of the best, uh, some of your most favorite memories that you had golfing, some of your favorite events. Um, the most favorite one that I have and my wife hates me when I say it, it's 22 years ago, 1998 in Ireland. Uh, after nine holes, I have a 10 shot lead in a tournament against the, the top field of the year on the European tour. I ended up winning by 10 shots. And uh, that's my highlight of my career, basically. So what, why, the, why doesn't your wife like you sharing that? It's too old. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> she, wants, she wants my favorite moment to be now. Gotcha, gotcha. But, but that, I'm working on it. I'm, mm-hmm. uh, my goal is to win a major, and uh, I'm turning 50 in March. So uh, I've done everything in golf except playing in the Ryder Cup. I was very close twice, which is a team event, uh, USA versus uh, Europe. And, uh, but I never got to play, uh, and it's not going to happen. Uh, but hopefully I can do something in, in, as a senior now turning. Uh, and uh, the, the big thing is I've put up this... Uh, huge goal of winning a major so that obviously is a huge goal and it's going to take a lot of um a lot to happen yeah a lot of focus discipline 
um, practice, and all those things. So to, bec- to become a professional athlete and play at a high level, what are some of the things that you think are very important? Self-discipline, uh, mental toughness, positive mental attitude at every road, every, every day. Uh, stay in the present. There's, I, I can dribble off hundreds of small factors that bring it all together, but for me, it was the will to win. That, that really set it apart. I wanted to achieve something. My dream goal at that time was to become the best golfer in the world ever, which had to be beat Jack Nicklaus. I lived that dream until I was about 33 to 34 years old. That was every day I was thinking about it. And I dreamt, I, I, I was moving that path. I won four events on the European tour uh, by the age of 33. And uh, but then I I didn't rabble off uh, victories fast enough. So you talked about self discipline. That's I think where it starts for a lot of athletes, entrepreneurs, successful people. There's just something about them that's just different. They're able to hold themselves accountable and and wake up and and do things that other people aren't able to do for some reason. Can you just elaborate why you think that is? Uh, it's inner drive, inner drive in you, a passion. To, to and be proud of what you want to do you you uh, I follow a mental guru that I really can recommend uh, Robin Sharma the monk who sold his Ferrari great book and uh, in there it's uh, about rising up an hour before everybody else basically uh, this morning I was up at 3 a.m. at 4 a.m. I had my first fit team drink it's a great plug appreciate that yeah <laughs> There will be plenty of them. <laughs> right. Well, uh, we appreciate that you lo- love our products. And uh, yeah. So what about, um, you know, what can you tell us besides the self-discipline, other things you mentioned, some other things that really separate the good from the great? Uh, there's a definition, I think, that the truly great ones have a career that spans maybe three to four centuries uh, or decent- like 30, 40 years. Bernard Langer, Jack Nicklaus, the, the champions of the sport. And uh, you can be great just for five years or whatever, and then you fall off. That's not being great in my book. Uh, then you're good, mm-hmm. uh, but you're a flash in the pan or whatever. But consistency is consistency, consistency at being great and having a record like Jack Nicklaus where you win 18 majors, but he has 34 seconds and another 34, 40 thirds. That's truly great. Right. So longevity, being able to do something at a high level for yeah. a long period of time is is very important. It's it's, it's a mindset, and it's it's like you said, it's that self discipline yeah. and wanting to continually to do better and continually to improve and and never ever. You know, never ever being satisfied, never ever settling. Just you know, you you, you live and do the best that you can yeah so no and and just to put it in there uh, when I played golf uh, at this high level anyway I I was negative Uh, I really self-awareness wasn't high there Uh, but when I unfortunately lost my PGA tour card in 2010 after being on tour for seven years I found Robin Sharma's book uh, and I found another great book, Three Feet from Gold by Greg Reed mm-hmm. and Sharon Lecter. Uh, 
And they kind of set me on this path to really be positive mental attitude day in and day out. And uh, I can't, I can't remember the last, I can't remember the last thought of negative in my brain. I've, I've been programmed to be super positive or neutral the whole time. So what's some of the tough, uh, toughest experiences you faced in, in your career? Being away from my family, uh, 2010, I, 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 I wasn't smart enough. Uh, I didn't understand that I brought the family with me on the PGA Tour. We could afford it. I had them with me uh, day in and day out. And then abruptly, my son started school. And my wife with uh, my firstborn son stayed at home. And uh, then I, at that time, I, I had uh, two children. And uh, that hurt. Uh, being away from them, I, I couldn't handle it the properly. Uh, now I can, but then I couldn't. What's some things that um, you're looking forward to in, in the future? Oh, striving for the goal of winning a major. At least one. At least one. I, my goal is one or more because I don't want to limit myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also to become a better father uh, day in and day out. I, I, I work a lot with my life, life coaching myself. Uh, it's not just golf, 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 golf. Uh, I'm involved with some startups. Uh, I like to become a better businessman, knowing how to raise capital, uh, run a company, and make it successful, and and become a unicorn. <laughs> so is Florida your home now? Yeah, I live in, here in West Palm Beach. And you've been here for how long now? Uh, 14 years. 14 years. Yeah, but I, in and out for about 20. My wife is American uh, from Spring Lake, New Jersey, uh, or New York area, and then uh, they had a condo in Palm Beach. So since 97, when I met my wife in Monaco, we started uh, traveling in and out from Palm Beach. So you've, um, you know, I know you're well-traveled. What's some of the favorite places that you've uh, loved to play at? Yeah, uh, St. Andrews in Scotland is the number one uh, golf course for me experience-wise. And it's actually, it's the number one, it's the home of golf. And, uh, but I love South Africa, uh, playing in Leopard Creek Golf Club in South Africa, where in the morning we'd take game drives out in the uh, jungle and uh, then come back and play the tournament golf. And then in the afterwards, we go on uh, night drives and things like that. But uh, well-traveled, 65 countries, 56 countries where I played golf in. So yeah, I've, I've spent uh, eight to 10 years in uh, uh, countries like France, Italy, Spain, England, Scotland, Ireland, and uh, Germany uh, a lot because I played 10, 11 years on the European tour and then a couple of years on the mini tours as well. So besides St. Andrews being the home of golf, what, what makes it so special? The town, it, it sits, the 18th hole is just in town uh, you have the road and the hotel right on the right-hand side, the buildings. And then uh, the clubhouse is majestic. It's old. Uh, it's the history of the game. I've had personal uh, great experiences. I played Tiger Woods there in a game, uh, in a match play, Alfred Dunnell. Uh, and uh, that was like 98, 99. 
but I've also played about a hundred golf rounds, tournament rounds at that place. So I, that's why I love it. The second one I love is Pebble Beach uh, in the U.S. on the West Coast. And just to add, I should add, the USA is probably the most beautiful country that you have on Earth. Where you don't, most Americans, you don't have to leave the U.S. The world have come to you and it's, you have everything. You have deserts, you have mountains, you have islands, you have... The, you have everything in this country. Some people that haven't been elsewhere, so they don't really appreciate it sometimes. But it's it's definitely uh, yeah something special here in the U.S. I've traveled um, quite frequently myself. Well, you you do. <laughs> uh -huh. So uh, you you mentioned um, Pebble Beach. What is it that uh, you know for the U.S. golf course? What is it about Pebble Beach that for you that puts it above anything else? When I play golf, I don't, I don't want to be in, I love forest and everything like that, or Lynx golf, but I need, I need water. And Pebble Beach is known by the 18th hole, par five. They just finished uh, the AT&T Pro-Am that I've played in for seven times. Uh, but it's beautiful. It's, it's unbelievable how beautiful it is. It's, it's just, it feels like heaven. What's, um... A typical week of preparation before a big tournament that you're you're ready to play like what does it look like before you get to Thursday uh, it's uh, practice uh, but normally I fly in Monday night or mm -hmm. Tuesday morning practice uh, and play uh, 18 hole of uh, practice and then most times if you're good enough as a pro you play in the pro-am with three amateurs on Wednesday uh, if I'm not in there I'll do nine holes before they tee off so then you're on the tee at 5.30 in the morning, play nine holes before they play the Pro-Am. Uh, there's a lot of mental coaching. Uh, I'd normally do about 30 minutes of mental coaching myself, visual, whatever you say, visualization mm -hmm. and stuff like that. What um, final words do you have to share with the audience? Anyone looking to be an athlete? You mentioned now uh, you want to you know, get into business. What tips do you have for anyone that's looking to operate at a high level on either one of those yeah let's be specific in one way uh, about fit team ambassadors uh, I, I think it is the self-discipline of actually putting down goals what you want to achieve and from there uh, it, the roadmap to success is very very easy to achieve diamond status or whatever status you want to set as a goal as an ambassador but uh, then it's to take life, uh, make it fun, make it challenging, uh, but remember that the goal is not the end all. It's the process to enjoy every day and be passionate about it. Uh, by the way, I, I, this is a plug in too. I watched the uh, Diamond member that you have on the website. Partners, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, I started crying at 5 a.m. <laughs> But uh, the, the passion that she had for, and she explained exactly how you need to be as a person mm -hmm. to be successful. And it takes a team, and we didn't really touch on the team aspect, but there's definitely people behind you throughout your family, you know, oh, yeah. your, your mental coaches, your other coaches. There's a team of people that have helped you become who you are. Yeah. And just the, touch on the, the importance of the, of the team. If, you, if I don't have my wife and my children supporting what I do, 
then that's a fail directly right there. But then I've, I've had a mental coach, putting coach, swing coach, the whole coach system. Uh, it, it's extremely important to have support, but at the same time, it's all up to yourself. You got to love yourself. You got to work hard yourself because that's how you take care of that whole team. So uh, it's, it's both ways. I don't need support to be successful, but it sure is fun to have it. Absolutely. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. Um, no problem, Look Chris. forward to seeing you around. I'll be here in town. <laughs> awesome. Thank you.